Happy Monday, everybody. It's the last day, last month, the last day, the last Monday in January, <laughs> January 30th, 2023. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for being with us today, or maybe you're listening on the archives. You know, we archive over at ace-ed.org, A-C-E-E-D.org. That's uh, the home website of our consortium for equity, and everything we do about equity and access in pre-K-12 is over there, and you can see it, see all the links, see all the information, our new magazine, the new issue will be up in a couple of days of equity and access, our online journal. So I hope you go over to ace-ed.org. We don't have to go anywhere if you're listening now. We've got a great show for you right now. I've got three wonderful people uh, coming on, Aaron Steinberg, Tamara Raven, I'm going to introduce each of them individually, and Brenda Eland uh, Willie Ford, who uh, all are involved in a wonderful uh, documentary film called Tomorrow's Hope. And uh, this year, I'm going to just go over these things so we know. It's produced by the Saul Zance Charitable Foundation, and it's presently being distributed by Passion River Films, but they were not involved in the film's actual production. They are the distribution company. But Tamara and Brenda and Aaron all were involved. All right, we're going to talk about how this film developed <clears throat> and where it is now. Okay, it's all about high quality, high quality preschool in the Chicago, and south side of Chicago at the at Robert Taylor Homes is where it started and how this school went from nothing to something and gave these kids an amazing opportunity talking about the value of solid preschool education and the difference it makes. And that's what we're really going to be talking about here. We've been singing that song for a long, long time. You don't build a good foundation, you don't have a good house, okay? So things change, and all these people worked on it. So let me introduce everybody. I'm Larry. Let me say hi to Brenda, and I hope I got your middle name right, Brenda Eland Williford. Hi, Brenda. Island, Brenda Island. <laughs> Island, okay. I was going to do that, but I figured it was Eland. Thank you, Brenda. Okay. You're Brenda, welcome. you have to help me out with something. <laughs> you are Director of Early Childhood Quality and impact at start early, startearly.org, okay? And you're a featured cast member in the documentary. Uh, I want to just put those two things into perspective. What's start early? I'm trying to, you know, I looked up on the website, saw that it's a nice nonprofit. Tell me about it. That's where you are now. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm with the Start Early organization, and it's a non-for-profit social service organization that, uh, supports the healthy development and growth of young children and their families. I've worked at Start Early now for 32 years, and um, it really is a wonderful organization that works with children starting from before birth because we have a doula, doula program and home visiting programs, and we work all the way through to the age five with children and families. We have preschool, early Head Start programs that we directly operate. And we work with programs and schools all across the United States. So we have a core group of schools called the Educare Schools that are in, uh, t- uh, there are about 25 of those Educare Schools across the country. And we provide technical assistance, support, uh, training, and we work directly with those programs to support the, their work that they're doing with children and families within their communities and schools. 
start startearling.org. And I think I can safely say that Brenda is going to go to heaven. You are wonderful, Brenda. What, what you've been doing oh, all these you. years is just, is just thank great. Thank you so much. Oh, I, well, I appreciate it. Thank, well. thank you for having me on today. Oh, we're going to get into details, but i got to tell you you're special. You really are. Okay, Tamara, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. How are you doing? You can go to heaven too, Tamara. I'm sure you're going to. I don't know about Aaron, but I definitely can tell Tamara and Brenda. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll find out more about Aaron as we go. Okay. Tamara, Tamara is the, the – actually, I shouldn't say that you're one of the original producers, not the original producer of the film Tomorrow's Hope. Okay. And you were there from start to finish, right, Tamara? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And, and then speak a little louder, please, and right into your phone or mic or whatever you're doing. And – when, 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 what years are we talking about when you were producing this? Um, it's always hard to remember when the, the exact year it happened because it, it kind of feels like all one year um, working with this. It's been a couple of years now. So um, the foundation came to me and asked me if I would do this film about the South Side of Chicago. And um, I was like, yes, right away. This is what I want to do. Um, it fits wow. like exactly what the kind of stuff that I want to do. And, you know, showing stories about incredible, passionate people who are trying to make a better way. Right. And are, you, are you a New Yorker? Or are you a, where are you from? We're talking about Chicago with all this. Where, are you a Chicagoan? I am actually originally from Pennsylvania, lived in New York. Now I'm in L.A. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I've been all over the place. <laughs> where in Pennsylvania? Outside Philadelphia, um, near Swarthmore College. Where? Um, Wallingford, Pennsylvania, to be exact. Uh, my wife's from Doylestown. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I know it well. Okay, I know Wallingford (laughs) quite well, as a matter of fact. I grew up in Philadelphia. Okay, went all through Philly schools and everything else. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Okay, Tamara, that's great. Yeah. Are you you working in the film business now? Yes, I I work... um, as a producer for uh, a TV network, but I also do documentaries on the side. And um, this documentary um, keeps on having legs, so we're going to make lots of other little films about it as well. So that, um, that it keeps on inspiring me to make more and more. Yeah, and you said at the beginning, are you producing films <clears throat> beyond documentaries? I didn't hear what you said just at the beginning. Um, yeah, I've, I've done documentaries in the past that are all kind of in a similar um, vein of people who are, you know, making making a difference in the world. So I've done documentaries about community gardens in New York City, um, uh-huh. a documentary about Israel where the kids are working together that are Jewish and Palestinian, um, things that, you know, people are, you know, kids and mostly focused around kids who are making a difference as well. Hey, Cameron, did you produce uh, that film on community gardens for, uh, for uh, PBS? In New York? Um, I did a documentary called Rats to Roses that was picked up by Sundance Channel. Okay, because I, I know there was a big – I'm going to have to ask my wife because she works over at PBS, but um, they, 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 she knows people involved in community gardens. There's been movies about it, okay, in New York. It's, it's interesting. This is great stuff. It's wonderful to meet you. And by the way, by producing these films and getting them out there and doing such a beautiful job, you're doing a lot of great work for people. I got to tell you, okay? Thank so, you. Thank you, you know, for You're saying. welcome, Tamara. Yeah. And now, now I'm going to introduce the thorn amongst the roses, if I may, Aaron Steinberg. Aaron, <laughs> are you there? Yes, I would concur. Yes, I'm here, <laughs> and I would concur with your perception. If you know, I'm way down the line as far as <laughs> heavenly entrances are likely to go. So yeah, yeah what can yeah. I tell you? You know, actually, Probably Aaron. Like <laughs> 
Aaron's the musician. He's the music composer for the film. And he also became a co-producer. How did all this happen, Aaron? Just introduce yourself well, yeah, to everybody. Aaron, Aaron, yeah, Aaron yeah. Steinberg, everybody. Yes. Hello, Aaron Steinberg, friends. Uh, yes, music composer. Also a former New Yorker. Now I'm in Los Angeles, too. Another reason I'm going to the other place. <laughs> but uh, uh, So I was brought on to, to do the background music for the film. And there's also a song in it we're really excited about that features... Uh, India Carney on vocals and my bandmate Keith Eadie, I co wrote the song with, and with our band Captain Danger. So that's a little tidbit that we're excited about. But the background cool. music, um, you know, I was brought on to do that. And then as we got a little farther on in the process, the film incorporates a lot of historical stuff about yep. the Robert Taylor development yep. and Chicago's plans for transformation. And uh, for filmmakers out there, if you if your film is a lot of archival material, be prepared to budget some extra headaches and time to, to clear everything that you need and find everything you need. So my involvement deepened as we got, as we needed to get all of that squared away. Uh, alongside just from my feeling that this film and this story, these stories were so vital and so important. So it was kind of an they unusual are, they, development. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm glad you got involved in it. Good luck with all the, all the music stuff. I want to go back to Tamara. Tamara, you're the producer of the film. The, the, movie, the, the movie has been out, okay, for a couple of years now. And I, I noticed it played in Keene, New Hampshire, at the Colonial Theater, where I actually have been many, many times out there, okay, because I live, I live in New England now, okay? And um, that's a great, great theater, by the way. Yeah. And wh- where are we now on the film? And I want to say this again. It's, it's being distributed by pa- Passion River Films. And to me, this, this – this film is very important for people to see because it builds the, the importance of preschool, okay? And it's certainly, certainly for kids of color and all that sort of thing, underrepresented groups. That, that's preschool and, and then for everybody is, 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 is what I would love to see. And where are we now in all this? Do you want schools to see it? Do you want communities to see it? What happens now and with Passion River and all that sort of thing? Who's distributing it? Tamara, I want to ask you. Yeah, we, Madam, Madam sure, Producer. Um, yeah, um, we are going to be on TVOD, which is going to be iTunes, Amazon, Apple TV um, in March. You can order it there. Um, we also, because we want to make sure everyone can view it and doesn't have to pay for it, you can go to our website, tomorrowshopefilm.com, and get a free screening um, through our website. And we can mm-hmm. offer you a screening for your community or your college or for even your home. So we want to make sure everyone sees the film and make meet these amazing human beings that are doing great work. So, and and when you and you're not an educator, Aaron, you were saying something. I interrupted you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We posted a lot of community screenings, and there'll be many more. And this, the film has also been recently at the NACI conference recently, sure, which is the largest education conference, and also at South by Southwest. Uh, so this is just a passion. Our race with Passion River is just a continuation of really getting it out there, just as you have described. I, I think it's terrific. And by the way, NACI is the acronym for NAEYC, the pronunciation of the acronym for the National Association for the Education of Young Children, which is more and more important as we go along here. And I know that I knew, thank you for reminding me that they were, you guys were there too. Okay. And this is, Really, really, really important stuff, okay? And Aaron, let me ask you. You're a non-educator, 
When you look at this, yeah. what do you see as a non-educated? I don't know. Are you a parent? I don't. I don't know you that well. Are yeah, you a parent? Parent. Yeah, talk about that stuff. When you see the when you see a movie like this, and I'm going to get back to Brenda, but I'm just going to ask you two first. Yes. Well, as a parent, uh, it obviously touches a lot of important a lot of important buttons light up, and as a human being who cares about social justice and greater fairness, uh, you know, yeah. it, I think the film pours you towards where we need to go as a nation and how we need to be more, more, uh, you know, look towards the future in a more complete way. Uh, and, and, and so I think that, I think for the film, we, we were careful, I think, to make the appeal broad. You don't have to be an ed, ed, expert in education, nor particularly clued in right. many issues of social justice to be moved by this experience. And that was a goal for us. And I felt and the what, same way it being. Good. Finish up. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just I think that the the wide appeal of what Brenda will share with you and and what Portia Kennel in the film shares, I think it's just a wide appeal, a human story, a human spirit mm-hmm. that comes out. So I I was I got hit with it too, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I keep saying well, one of the things we try to do here we're the Consortium for Equity and Education and. We know there are so many underrepresented groups out there, and if they don't have the, 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 the you always hear the stories. You guys are ex-New Yorkers. You always hear the stories about parents five minutes after their kids are born are sending twenty thousand dollar checks to, to the best preschool in town. Okay, that's how important preschool is. But not everybody, obviously, including myself, can send a twenty thousand dollar check for the kid being ready in five years. Okay, it just doesn't work that way. We have to have high quality preschool for everybody, regardless of gender, color, socioeconomics, ethnic group, whatever the case may be, because if we don't do that, the whole country misses out. That's the bottom line of all this. If we don't do that, everybody loses. Okay, not just Mm -hmm. these kids. And we have to get that point all the way across. So on that note, and Tamara and Aaron, you guys projected this literally beautifully. Brenda, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Good. You're welcome. When you look at the movie and you you were in it, okay, talk about your experiences with all this. It was it started off in the Robert Taylor housing development, okay, which is a housing development in the south side of Chicago. Okay. Talk about all that. Put it in perspective for everybody and the difference that you folks made for these kids. The difference, or the difference that the school made for these kids. Let me say it that way, Brenda. Yes, um, yes. Well, we started off um, in the uh, having a early childhood program in the Robert Taylor Housing Development. Uh, this development no longer is, exists in Chicago. Uh, I don't think it, so. It yeah. was it was it was demolished uh, during a time where we were really working hard to provide early childhood services. For the children, we were working with parents to provide uh, support, training, medical services, and the, at, the, at that time, the housing development was really um, not in the best of conditions. As a matter of fact, the conditions the were deplorable. They weren't yeah. taking care of the uh, development. Um, there was a lot of gang activity, drug activity. So we decided early on that we, as an organization, needed to leave the Robert Taylor Housing Development 
and create the school outside of the development. Time we were making that decision, they were deciding to tear the Robert Taylor Housing Development down because it was in such deplorable condition. We were able to find a place, uh, space, land uh, within the community because it was very important for us as an organization to remain in the community. We wanted to continue to support the families in the community. So we, it was important that we found um, land in the community to build mm-hmm. a school on, which is now the Educare School, so that we could continue to stay in the community and support the children and families. The children and families that were coming to our school within the Robert Taylor Housing Development made a point to share with us that they really wanted to continue with us. They had developed really close relationships, and we were doing some wonderful things with supporting their children and supporting them as families. So it was very important to the families that we remained in the community. So mm-hmm. we left the development. It was being torn down. We found the land. We built our Educare school. And as they say, if you build it, they will come. And that is exactly what happened. The families were being displaced all over the city of Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. So we were a little concerned that because of the families were no longer uh, in the community, some of them were no longer in the community that attended the school that we had in the Robert Keller Housing Development. Right that they would not come to the Educare school that we built in the community. However, when we opened the doors, the families were there. Not only were the families there, they brought other families with them because we had established such a relationship. We had involved them in the providing ideas around what the school should look like, uh, what kinds of things we should offer in the school, so the families felt uh, 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 committed, they felt a part of what we built right. in the community for them. So they came to the Educare School, and it was very important that they not only come to the school, but they continue to share within the community what the school was about, the the, the comprehensive high-quality services that we provided to the families within the community. So it it became quite a successful place for the families to come because they connect, they knew that we were there to partner with them, to have them be involved in the schools. So it was very important for them to be a part of our Educare school. And two questions. How was it originally supported? Okay, money wise, well, which is Educare, always, always a question. And B wait, let me and B, did you have trouble finding staff? Okay, you're asking people to come down to, quote, I'm putting air quotes, a bad neighborhood in Chicago, okay? And mm-hmm. it's not a bad, it's good people, okay? My point is, how did it all start? You were up against real bad odds. Yes, well, Educare is a, it's a comprehensive early childhood school, uh, which is funded, we're funded by Head Start and Early Head Start funds, as cool. well as okay. private funding Great. and state funding. So that's how Great. we were able to to provide services. Wonderful. Was it Wonderful. hard to get staff to come and work at the Educare School? Yes, it was It was a challenge. We did a lot of recruiting of staff. We recruited staff from all over. We worked very hard with our uh, HR department, with uh, getting the word out, having uh, staff make referrals. Um, it, it was a challenge to do the recruitment to get mm-hmm. the staff to come 
to work at Educare. However, when they came, we we were very fortunate that most of our staff would stay. We didn't have a, a, a lot of turnover. We had some at the time, but not as much as other other places. Staff that came to Educare were really committed. They were yeah. dedicated. They wanted to do this work. They knew that the 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 compensation wasn't what it really needed to be, but we were able Never to is. keep staff at Educare because we did we did several things. Our agency, which is now Start Early, was able to offer really good benefits. We were able to offer uh, the kind of time off with sick time, mental health days, vacation days. We offered um, opportunities, many opportunities for staff to receive training, to get the kind of support they needed in the program. We had uh, we were well resourced in the sense that we not only had teachers, we had family support staff, we had um, coordinators that worked with the families, we worked with the community. So there were other incentives and benefits that we were able to offer that not only um, um, was able, we were able to uh, attract staff, but we were able to keep staff. Now, what, again, what, it, it, what it, years are we talking about, Brenda? What years are we talking about at the beginning? Well, I'm, I'm talking, uh, describing the time that the film that we uh, filmed, Tomorrow's Hope, um, and the time before that. So it was in the early, uh, in the early uh, 200s, um, uh, the early, the early 2000s, and and uh, and later. And then I'm also thinking about uh, when we built the Educare School. So right. when we built the Educare School in the year 2000. Wow, wow! You should be you should be so proud of yourself for what you did. Now I have I have another question on this. Uh, you did this in 2000, but all those children, well, most of them, anyway, were going to go on to either well, perhaps a Catholic school, but certainly K-12 education. Most of them into Chicago public schools. But these kids yes. had an opportunity that a lot of kids didn't have. All right. Uh, they had great preschool. Uh, as you followed the kids into those early years of, of Chicago public, okay, how did, how did they do? Was there a real difference? Or what did you hear? We were very fortunate because we were able to do what we called a follow-up study. And yeah. that, uh, that was we had the opportunity when the children left our school at the age of five and went into kindergarten, we were able to track them, follow them from kindergarten all the way up through high school. And that's what the uh, documentary Tomorrow that's right. shows, that, that the, the children started off within our school uh, and was in, in transitioned and left our school and went into the elementary school system all the way up into high school. And our yes. follow-up study data uh, showed that the children that left our school and went into the elementary schools and other schools as well did very well, did much better than their than their counterparts, than their peers, because they had the foundation right. of here, having here. attended Educare and was able to um, uh, use that foundation to uh, achieve what they needed to achieve when they were in elementary school, even if the elementary school was not the best elementary school, because at that time there were elementary schools within the neighborhoods that our children came from that uh, were not rated very well. But our yeah. children were able to go into those schools and to work with the staff. The parents were advocates for their children, and that's part of the work that we did at Educare was to talk to parents, provide exactly. uh, 
of training and support around how to advocate for their children's best interest when they're in the school. So I say all that to say that the children did very well. Our children exceeded in a lot of cases in reading, in math, in being able to attend and 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 work with the their their um, teachers within the school systems to do better in all the the areas that they needed to to do better in. So that was that was very uh, successful for us. We felt that we were doing the kind of work that we needed to do to get children prepared for kindergarten and beyond. And in addition to that, we were able to learn from following the children. We learned what we needed to do better as a as a school, as a uh, early childhood school what we needed to provide yeah. more of or less of in order to prepare the children to be ready for kindergarten and beyond. And, and you know, I was just going to ask you that question, okay? So I'll just ask it. I'll ask it, okay? You, you have the idea when you first start. Then the, the kids start coming in, the, the families, et cetera. Okay, I'm curious. What did you learn? What did you learn from all this? What did you learn? Oh, well, the, the main thing I learned that in the midst, of all that was going on in the community at the time, and there were many challenges within the community. I learned that it was important to work in partnership within our early childhood school with families. It was important to work in partnership with families to create what some called in the neighborhoods a beacon of hope and support. That's what they refer to our school as. Because our school was a place where families could come with their children and they felt welcome, and they felt safe, and they felt heard. Uh-huh. They knew that their children would engage in different kinds of play, imaginative play. They would engage in exploration. They would create friendships. They would be in a warm, safe, inclusive environment that was designed for them. We designed our environment with our children in mind. We felt that families felt that this was a place for them as well, too. What I learned was we needed to make sure that our families uh, were being addressed, that their well-being was addressed, in addition to how, what their children were learning and engaging in. We strived to create a welcoming environment for all the families that included and was representative of their culture and of their community. We wanted to make sure that their voices were heard. I, I learned it was important to listen and engage the families in what occurred at our school. And I would say the most important takeaway was that despite the external challenges that was going on in the community, it was possible to create inside our school an internal community of parents, staff, community partners. We pulled in all that we could pull in to make sure that our program was effective in supporting children's healthy growth and development. I I really learned that involving parents early on, not when there's a concern, but involving parents and really welcoming parents to come in and share with us their knowledge was important in terms of families' own growth as parents and as leaders of their families. And that that was significant. Uh, the, the input and the engagement that we received from our families in, in helping to uh, uh, provide the kinds of support for their children, was uh, it, it was very important to do, and it, it, it created the kind of foundation that helps children be successful later on. What you just said is just so beautiful, okay, and your emotion behind it. it I mean, it just comes through, and uh, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And we, we have to understand these are wonderful communities, and if we do the right thing and make it all work, okay, and, and work hard to make it work, you know, it's going to work. 
all right? And we cannot afford to waste or lose children. You know, and it's, 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 I have to say it's tough even today. You know, the south side of Chicago, I'm a north sider when I was there, okay? The south side of Chicago, okay, is having its troubles right now. You know, I always hear about mm-hmm. the shootings and all that sort of thing. It's terrible, okay, mm-hmm. in, 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 in a great city with good people, okay? And it's just terrible that this is happening. With, that you, The fact that you were able to do all this, okay, mm-hmm. uh, against that background is absolutely, it's just amazing. Yes, yes. And absolutely, you're absolutely right. And I couldn't, I didn't do it alone. I have I know, to say I the other thing that was so important was that we were able to employ excellent staff that were had extensive experience in the field of early child education and in the field of family support. They created relationships with families that were enduring. They gave families hope. Were dedicated. They were committed. They were knowledgeable. Um, I was just so impressed by the resilience not only of the families and the parents, but of the staff and what they brought to them and their commitment and their willingness to want to keep learning and keep growing Mm. so that they can continue to be effective in the work that they did with with parents and and children. And so that was what kept me going, too, just that having a group of staff working together, families, staff together working in partnership to do what we needed to do to uh, catapult our children forward and give them the strong foundation that will help, that would be lasting, that would be sustainable, even in the midst of all that was going on, the challenges within their families and within their communities. Yeah, that's the word is sustainable, and you've managed to do that. Mm -hmm. Tamara, when you, how do you, when you, you heard the emotion and all that, and by the way, for some reason, Aaron has left us. Okay, so tell him thank you very much. He didn't call back. His call dropped, and he didn't come back in. Hope everything's all right. Oh, he's back. He just came back. Let me bring him back on. Okay, Aaron, I was just saying we lost you, but you just yes, came back. I'm thank here. You. Yeah, should okay. I take that personally, Larry? But no, you just all of a sudden disappeared, and I didn't know what happened. Okay, so uh, maybe you went to, to Starbucks. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you went to Starbucks. <laughs> Right. It is so early here in California. <laughs> well, you you just missed the, the wonderful and impassioned Le- Brenda uh, giving telling us about the school and 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 what the community and the teachers and all that sort of thing. So I was just going to ask Tamara, Tamara, as you when your producer of the van, how do you when you hear something like this? And Aaron, you can answer the same question. How do you put it all together into a movie? Okay, how do you do that? Okay, you're the producer. That's your job. You take the whole schmear and put it in together. Okay, you put the you're the you're somebody else buys the puzzle pieces. You have to put the puzzle together. Tamara, you're the producer. I mean, it makes yeah, it makes it really easy when you have people like Brenda and Portia Kennel. I mean, as as you heard, there's really you could just have the Brenda movie and it would be uh, mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just have to put a camera in front of her, and you get all that, and your heart is full. So, really, you can't do anything but try not to mess it up. That's your goal, because <laughs> with Brenda's story and who Brenda is and who Portia Kennel is, like, you yeah. just want to make sure we do them justice. You know, they're just amazing human beings, like you said. So, I, I'm just grateful we got a chance. I got a chance to meet them both and and make this, you know, film for them and and for other people to be able to view how amazing they are. Yeah, and they are amazing. And Aaron, let me ask you, this is the other side of that. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a movie nut, so I know how important music is. So when you look at all this, <laughs> yes. okay, I'm serious. How do you put together the music? Okay, what do you look for? Well, this, what do you, well, you, you, know, you, you look for the emotional 
thread that's under there because music is really mostly about emotion in many ways. It is. Um, so you, you Good I, I think, I think so. certainly in the film, it supports the emotions of the film, the peaks, the valleys, you know. Um, but this film had a, this project had a really extra element. And then one of the teenagers in the film, Jamal Poindexter, is a musician, a drummer, and the film has a lot of on-screen drumline performances. So that <laughs> element could also continue throughout the score. So it gave me, as a, as a background music uh, person, it gave me an element to, that's literally part of the narrative to, to weave in to help support the emotional life of the film. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and, uh, and as far as the key emotional points uh, that, that Brenda shares with us and Portia Kendall shares with us is that these educators were able to create a lingering sense for these kids and their families that despite the, what's going on around them, you matter. And that message uh, persists mm. and lingers on, lingers on hopefully lifelong. Um, and that's profound. profound. Well, that is profound. And, uh, so as a musician, so I had to find a way to support that. And I, and I hope that I did, but because, because it's such a strong message, you know, you just kind of go heart first along with that. It's just, the whole thing is just beautiful and, and it's perfect. And we got to go in a few minutes with Brenda, you know, how long have you been an educator, Brenda? Oh, I would say over 40 years. I started off as a So you started when teacher. you were seven years old, I would guess. So is that correct? Yes, I started yes. when I was okay. seven years old. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But I started off, not really, I started off volunteering in uh, wow. a preschool program. And then I received a position and I went, uh, took some classes and I became a teacher, a preschool teacher. I just have to say, um, a couple of years ago, I ran into one of my students. Uh, I didn't recognize her, but she recognized me. She was about 20 years old. And she said, Miss Brenda, and I turned around and she said, you know, she said her name. And I said, oh, my goodness. She was working in the <laughs> social crazy? service agency where I was at, and she shared with me the, her, that she loved singing when we had, uh, had large circle time. She loved singing with me. She loved reading the stories and hearing the stories that I had, and she loved the fact that her mother was able to volunteer in the classroom wow. with me. I just welcomed her mother in the classroom, and that was just so profound me to run into one of my students at that age and she remembered me and she was doing very well she was she was just uh, had a positive outlook and had a very good job and that was so rewarding well your your life is your life has got to be filled with rewards i mean the, the work that you and your colleagues have done is just incredible now the work tamara and aaron have put together for the movie we got to go gang but it's it's tomorrow's hope Okay, it's and I have it here on the website, but it's tomorrowshopefilm.com. That's the website, tomorrowshopefilm, one word, dot com. Okay, good luck with the rest of it. I mean, you guys have just, uh, you're changing the world. Okay, Brenda, really, you're making it a better world. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank gang, you so much for having you. me on today. Oh, are you kidding me? You're welcome. You, By the way, I might, I might add, I'm sorry about the bears, Brenda. Sorry. Huh? <laughs> we have hope. They will do yeah. better. We have hope. <laughs> they 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 need your they need your preschool to get things better. They yeah. need tomorrow's hope. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I mean, you're doing you're, you're all kidding aside. There, you guys are just great. Thank you. Best of luck to all of you with all this, and we'll do all we can here to 
to continue talking about it. All right. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Tamara. Thank, thank you, you, Aaron. Oh, you're welcome. Thank Bye, you guys. So much. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. 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 Wow, what a great group. Okay, it's the Brenda, Tamara, and Aaron show. All right, uh, check it all out, everybody. It is worth watching, worth seeing, worth remembering. You, you couldn't, you couldn't buy uh, Brenda's emotion on that if you wanted to. It's unbelievable. Tomorrow's Hope Film dot com. Wow, we're gonna archive over at ed dot org. I'm Larry Jacobs. Wow, thanks for listening. <laughs>